0: minggu, malam yang gue tunggu malam yang asik untuk tahu updateanku
1: hmm, updatean apalagi Bu Yus tentang saya, udah lewat Bu, udah nggak viral lagi
0: salah ya, updatean oh. yang satunya siapa, hmm. siapa, saya namanya ada apa Bu dengan saya, gak ada yang baru Bu, karena nangis <laughs> <sendiri>. <laughs> Masa sih Ada ah, Mas Thomas Ada yang beda loh dengan Malming Bu Uke sekarang tuh Gak tau tau kamu Gak <laughs> Kalau biasanya kan Ngomong sama tembok Kalau malam minggu Atau senyum-senyum sama korden Nah ini kemarin Malmingnya Bu Uke tuh Malmingan conference coba My God, amazing enggak sih?
1: Luar biasa Hah? Malming <laughs> ikut konferensi sih Yo, memang iya. Bikin aku insecure Karena aku urbahan You know what I mean Kok yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 Itu
2: bagaimana sih mas Urbahan Urbahan <laughs> Ya ada teman insecure nih sama mas Thomas <laughs> <laughs> Tapi ya iya juga Ternyata memingat saya kok ya Makin berkualitas gitu loh ya With or without
0: the people <laughs> The people, The people,
3: <laughs>
0: ya kan bu? Uh, uh, aku, aku ikut senang, aku ikut senang. Uh, tapi sebenarnya tuh malamming ikut conference itu sebenarnya adalah sebuah kemajuan atau sebenarnya adalah sebuah keputusasaan. <laughs> <laughs> Jadi yang mana bu? Kemajuan atau keputusasaan? Ya yeah, nanti tergantung sobat maming mempersepsinya seperti apa. <laughs> <laughs> Baik pak. So, how was Gel uh, Conference bu? Lancar presentasinya? Ya yeah, alhamdulillah bu, lancar-lancar
2: dan senang sekali karena bisa ketemu dengan teman-teman ekstensi reading juga gitu bu, Mas Thomas. Dan ngomong-ngomong soal teman-teman extensive reading, tamu kita kali ini juga salah satu dari mereka loh. Um, kita langsung sapa saja yuk, biar nggak nunggu lama, sobat maming selamat menyimak ya. Hello Sobat Mami. how are you it's a wonderful day today because we can see you again in Saturday with it's been a while we didn't have a guest from abroad and today we have a very special guest that makes our day more special
0: that's right Buuka. our guest is from Taiwan but actually we are still family because our guest is a representative from Taiwan extensive reading association or tira
1: Hmm, so it's kind of sibling, sorry, sibling with our uh, Indonesian Extensive Reading Association, or IERA, then, Pu'u Yusifa?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right, Mas Thomas. and yeah. um, yes, we want to know uh, more about Tira today, and also learn from Tira, also how they promote extensive reading in Taiwan.
0: Wow, I believe it's going to be very useful for IERA, and also Sobat Malming out there, right, Pu'uka and Mas Thomas. Mm.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: All right. Now let's greet our guests first. Hello, Michael. Hello.
3: Hello, Hello my dear Sobat Maming.
0: Ah,
2: uh, <laughs> how are you?
3: <laughs> Great to be with you.
0: Thank okay. you for coming. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving anyway.
3: Yeah, thank you. Same to you in Ohio. in yeah. Indonesia, yeah.
1: Thank you, thank Michael. You. Yeah. Michael, thank you so much for being with us today.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I know that you are very busy and we really appreciate your time. Mm-hmm. And Michael, yes. could you introduce yourself first to our listeners, to Sobat Malmin? Maybe who you are, where you are from and what you do and you are doing, maybe. So Sobat Malmin will know you better.
3: Okay. Uh, so, uh, I uh, teach at Taichung, uh, teach in Taichung, uh, Taiwan at Fongjia University, and I've been there for 25 and a half years now. Uh, actually, I'm getting ready to retire quite soon as well. Uh, wow. But originally I am from uh, Cleveland, Ohio, which is just about two hours to the north of USAFA's uh, position there at uh, Ohio State University. And I actually went to a university at Ohio University, which is about one hour down the road in the Southeast corner of Ohio. So uh, again, I came to Taiwan many years ago because Ohio University and Fungjia had an exchange program. So I came to Taiwan as an exchange teacher and uh, I did that for two years, at which point I was offered a full-time position. This was back in 1997. And I happily accepted and have been at Tongja ever since. I am now married. I have a house. I have a son who just graduated from uh, high school. So very much uh, oh, Taiwan very much. Yeah, yeah, he, he did pretty good. Uh, and uh, so again, Taiwan is very much home for the mm. last 25 years.
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, Michael, for um, the beautiful introduction. Um, Now, could you tell us why um, you are interested in working in the area of extensive reading because you are the chair of TIRA.
3: Well, again, my background is in literature, not really in Mm -hmm. linguistics or TESOL or anything like that. So again, obviously for me, reading has always been a an important source of knowledge, enjoyment, whatever, and I always felt even before I knew that anything about extensive reading, I just felt that you know getting students connected with high interest material it uh, doesn't have to even doesn't have to be literature, but it's just a great way you know stories everyone can relate to stories so uh, I just always felt that this was a, a really a beneficial uh material to get in front of our students, okay? So uh, the, the actual first time I heard about this whole idea of extensive reading was when uh, Stephen Krashen was speaking at a nearby university back in like 2014, and a number of uh, teachers from Fongja, we kind of commandeered a van from the university that took us to the school and listened to Crashen uh, Dr. Krashen, sorry. Uh, talk about extensive reading and the power of reading, and uh, to a man, to a woman, we we're all re- really, really convinced. He's a very powerful speaker. It's like you know, when 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 Dr. Krashen speaks, you listen. And uh, we came back to feng Jia really determined to somehow work this into our program. Mm. So uh, again, I've uh, I've been a big supporter. I've been I've been doing even even when our program, the extensive reading part of our program, was kind of coming and going and coming and going a little bit with as as directors change and as university focuses change. uh, uh, At at one point, extensive reading in our program became a little bit more optional, but Mm -hmm. I've stuck with it since uh, 2015 and and, and continue to be a very big uh, believer. Right now, it's a big part of our program. Mm -hmm. 15 years ago, it was a big part of our program, but kind of there was a few years in the middle where uh, we, people were feeling that we we're just asking students to do too much. We had all kinds of different things we were asking students to do. And sometimes people felt that the maybe ER was just asking too much of them. Mm-hmm. But that has since changed. Uh, we've had another influx of new uh, directorship at the at the helm of the department. And once again, and again, to be honest, uh, Tom Robb came to give a uh, Speech at our ER seminar about two years ago and got everybody really interested in uh, extensive reading, M Reader, whatever, uh, all once again. So, again, it's been a pretty constant part of my program for 15 years, a big wow. part of our program for most of the last 15 years. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing.
0: Mm.
3: Yeah.
0: And I think it's progressing very well, especially mm-hmm. because you're also hosting the the last um, ER double yeah, yeah. extensive reading yeah. Work oh, Congress right yeah man,
3: congratulations for that <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah that was, it was it was one of those things that uh, we're very very happy to do but also very very happy to have it over you know it was, just, it was a constant <laughs> well it was a, it was really a constant focus for two years uh, uh-huh, I don't know you'd say for you were in the meeting in Tokyo when it was. Uh, the hosting duties was passed on to Tier or whatever, mm-hmm. and from that day forward, it was just a, a nonstop focus of my uh, of my life for you know most right. of two years. Ago. Yeah, again, it was, very. It, I, I lo- love yeah. we loved that we did it. Happy to. Yeah.
1: Have yeah. It, it was over. such
2: an amazing <laughs> congress. You know, mm, very That
3: was happy. a good one. yeah, yeah. Very yeah good that congress. was a nice one. Mm. Yeah. And I, think too, ben, just I uh, missed that <laughs> well you'll have you have your, you have another one so you guys have already you' I think i already posted on our uh, Facebook site that it's going to be t- uh, 2022 now right yeah
0: right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay yeah. because of the I pandemic yeah. Yeah. All yeah right was,
3: was, Thank was, you
0: Michael was, yeah. <laughs> okay and so I think Taiwan is also similar with Indonesia right I mean we learn English as a foreign language. So could you tell us a little bit first about the English language teaching and learning in Taiwan and how students perceive English learning in general?
3: Well, I mean, I would say that uh, like Indonesia, like Japan, like about anywhere in the world, we have students who just uh, love language study, you know, English language study or, or, or whatever the language may be. Uh, unfortunately, we have an equal number of students who, uh, you know, if I never have to take another English class in, in my life, that will be uh, wonderful or whatever. So there's, there's two extremes. Uh, and even with extensive reading, you know, you have to deal with that. You have students who, you know, they, they pick up a, their first book and they love it. You know, they, I've never read a book in English before and this was, you know, it was actually even easy for me or whatever. So there's a sense of accomplishment. But again, you have you have some, not many, not many. In fact, my students are are actually quite. Whether they love it or not, they they do their work. And and again, I think with, with extensive reading, that's the main thing. Just get the input, right? If you love it, that's a bonus. If we can create a sense of uh, the positive power of reading, that's a bonus. But the main thing we want to do is make sure students uh, get the input that they uh, that they need. As far as uh, you know. Uh, I published a paper in the uh, uh, Teflon journal about uh, English uh, learning in Taiwan. and you know it's very much based towards I mean everything I I, I I don't know about Indonesia quite as well as like in Japan, but it's all about you know you know the next exam, the next exam, right even even students in kindergarten take exams to get into the best uh, uh, elementary school. and if you want to get into the best junior high school, it's an exam, it's an exam. So obviously uh, the curriculum is very exam driven, right? Uh, It's getting students to be able to read intensively to somehow try to memorize. I mean, the the idea is that the Ministry of Education says that students will know uh, 4,800 words when they graduate from senior high school. That's, you know, memorize these words. You'll see some in context, but there's there's a lot of like rote memorization too. And that number is actually down from like 7,000 something a few years ago. What they've done is they've tried to uh, add a little bit more communication skills uh, to the required curriculum. So they've brought down the number of vocabulary words, but it's still a lot. And again, we test students on their vocabulary knowledge when we we start the ER program. We kind of need to know how many words do you know or whatever. And it's never anywhere near the 4,400 or 4,800 words that uh, they supposedly are supposed to know. So again, very much uh, exam-driven, very much uh, teacher-led, teacher-directed as opposed to student-centered, big classes and yeah. Yeah. But again, you have your, you have some very, very successful learners. We get uh, our freshman program at Fongja is divided into four levels. We get a lot of really good students. Uh, we get a lot of weaker students as well. So it's all over the board.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Michael. Similar uh, you, to,
3: maybe... yeah, sorry.
1: Yeah, sorry, Michael, please. <laughs> I'm
3: sorry. I was gonna go is, is that similar to your situation in Indonesia? yeah
1: yeah yes so michael you have mentioned a little bit about extensive reading but Mm. we we want to know more about tira actually uh initiate tira and then also why do you think the association is important for maybe teachers or
3: some people there okay well uh When I I was director of our foreign language center from 2008 to 2012, and when I uh, stepped down as director, I I still wanted to kind of work with extensive reading, right? Uh, So I kind of started thinking of ways to continue to promote extensive reading. Uh, I had been to the JALT ER SIG seminar in 2012. And I, when I found out that, wow, there's this thing called the uh, Extensive Reading uh, Special Interest Group under JALT. I was like, wow, this is really something, this is something that Taiwan should pursue. Uh, in 2014, I had been in touch, I had been right I, I had done a series of interviews, I published a book of interviews with some uh, of the big ER people in Asia and geez, or, or, or really around the world, but, uh, I just had gotten in touch with some of the uh, Extensive Reading Foundation people, Mark Elgudson and Rob and stuff like that had helped me with my book. And I th- then I just kind of asked, hey, if we were to put together a one day ER seminar at my school, would the Extensive Reading Foundation be able to support us? And they go, sure, of course. We'll, we will you know, send you a speaker, we'll pay for his airfare. We covered the uh, hotel and the food and blah, blah, blah. But they're very, very, very excited to uh, you know, spread the ER word. And so they helped us with our pres- with our uh seminars. We did one in 2014, 15, 16, 17, and 18. And and during the course of these one day seminars at my school, uh just got to know a lot of other people around uh Taiwan who are interested in extensive reading. So Tira just kind of kind of organically grew out of like, oh, yeah, we should do this. Oh, yeah, we should do that. So we got a bunch of uh, people to kind of sign on. Uh, We decided to go the official route and made an application through the Taiwan Ministry of Education, the Ministry of Interior to get uh, uh, Taiwan-level recognition. That took a long time, but that did pass. Uh, we also made an application to uh, become an official affiliate of the Extensive Reading Foundation. That passed much more quickly. So again, by 2017, we had uh, local recognition and international recognition. And uh, as you know, in 2019, the uh, Congress came. So again, basically what we see, uh, our, our duty uh, is a as a proponent, you know, to... I've been to schools to introduce uh, extensive reading, to introduce uh, M Reader, show people how to do it, and how you can use certain free uh, material to make uh, extensive reading programs happen. Uh, again, what we haven't done is like what uh, the Indonesian Association is doing. Uh, kind of when when COVID hit, we were planning another uh, seminar in May of this year. But again, COVID got in the way of that. Nobody could travel locally, internationally, or whatever. So we did not think as far ahead as you guys did and start going online, which I think is a great idea. I mean, just you're still able to keep the uh, ER uh, promotional activities going forward. So I, I, again, I salute ERA for those efforts. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Michael. Mm. Thank you. But I think you have done a very wonderful job. And I think it's uh, it's similar to where we started, like Buladoke. So actually, we started IERA in 2016 with me and then Lanoke, Lakshmita, and also Anita, just the four of us. And then mm. uh, gradually, we, we found actually a lot of ER enthusiasts. I mean, like they have been doing that only that we actually didn't really have a community, like a yeah. you know, yeah, like yeah. community with same patient. And then so we have ERA and like one by one started to join, but actually they have started uh, ER probably earlier than us, but we just mm-hmm. didn't find them yet.
3: So well, I mean, yeah. Indonesia is a huge, yeah. right, it's a huge <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> country, so it's really yeah. impossible to stay connected with everyone. Uh, Taiwan is a much more concentrated, now, again, I, I would say, as I said in, this, in, this, in the article I, I, I wrote for Teflon Journal was that, I mean, it does get a lot of pushback from uh, some teachers, right? Some teachers, and I, and I kind of mentioned this on the webinar we did maybe about three weeks ago, is like this whole idea of, uh, I mean, easy reading. I, I I totally believe in that. But sometimes the message to some you know, high-level professors or whatever, the easy reading. Well, what's the what's the purpose of that? So uh, again, we obviously it, it, with Tira, or whatever, we still need to uh, make sure that point gets clear that it's easy reading. Yes, but for each level of student. So if you're if you're uh, capable of reading a higher-level book, please, that's where you should be. I mean, it should still be easy. You should not have to follow. You know, should not be tied to your dictionary. But again, if you if we want to see language growth, right? We can't all just be staying at you know the children's picture book level or whatever. We want to. So again, that was the only point I was trying to make. That yeah, easy reading, but easy reading for each individual student, right? Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, Michael, now um, since you are talking about what is it, making students believe that um, easy reading is very possible to do. Um, could you share a little bit about Tira's program, which specific, uh, specifically to what is it? Motivate students to read.
3: Well, I'm not, I'm not. I mean, I I'm not sure Tira necessarily has that as part of our program. That's that's something that I, I believe really needs to be done at the individual level. I mean, a teacher has to be the one to inspire uh, mm-hmm. students. That's why I say, like at uh, at Fengja, we have, uh, you know, we have uh, a lot of our courses are taught by part-time teachers, who may or may not. We try to get them up to speed on the the theory of extensive reading, but you know, they're at one university on Wednesday morning, they're at a different university on Wednesday afternoon, they're at this textbook at this school, and this textbook at this school, so. Uh, and if you don't really have a passion and if you don't really have a full, clear understanding of, uh, of extensive reading, it, it may not get communicated to students, like exactly mm-hmm. what's the point of doing this reading? It's like, oh, is this just some extra homework I need to do and take some more quizzes? And it's like, well, no. I mean, that's may how it's, you're perceiving it, but there's really a, 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 again, for me, I always like to think of this image of, uh, of a student sitting on a park bench or sitting on their bus or a train on the way home or just curled up on their bed uh, in their dormitory room with a book and just reading you know and i think that's where so much of education really needs to take place we put students in classes and we teach all 40 50 students the same thing at the same time with the same materials but so much of <clears throat> individual learning and my most successful students have always been students who have found Some way to continue learning outside the classroom, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think for a lot of students, extensive reading is can be that way. I've had like one of the best students I ever had, and he never left Taiwan, he had never been out of the country or whatever, but he learned from reading movie scripts, right? Mm -hmm. He saw movies that he really liked. He would go online and find the script and read and this and not really study it, but just read it and enjoy it. So again. The whole idea of like connecting reading to something that is enjoyable, whatever, I think is also very, very, very uh, important. So I don't know if I answered your question so much, but I mean, Tira, we're, we, we, we really try to, we don't, we don't focus on students so much. We focus on teachers mm-hmm. and teachers, you know, getting that passion and getting a clear understanding and that they're the ones really responsible for translating that, passion to their uh students and i think our best students our best classes at uh, at our university are the ones where the uh, teachers are really on board on extensive reading and their students get it and that's when thing, good things positive things happen yeah very good point yeah (laughs)
0: that's very good point Okay. Now, uh, what about the reading resources, Michael? So what kinds of reading resources do you use and why do you decide to use them? Or maybe you and other teachers?
3: Yeah. Well, when we first started our program in 2005, I believe, uh, my school has really risen up the ranks of, it's now considered like one of the best private universities in all of Taiwan. And as you raise up the ranks, uh, money follows, right? So in 2005, uh, when we decided, decided to start our extensive uh, reading program, uh, Chris, my friend, Chris, who was then director and I, who I was called the Zhuang, uh, like the head of the foreign language division. We went, we made an appointment with the uh, director of the libraries and said, you know, we're starting this program. This is kind of what we need. And basically at that point, we didn't have a lot of the popular series we have now. We had bookworms and Macmillan readers and Cambridge readers and Penguin. I said, hey, we need a lot of these books. And they said, no problem, done. And sure enough, we we got a library of about 8,000 readers very, very, very quickly or whatever. It was just, and because it was a required part of the program, students had to borrow the books when students are borrowing books, the library gets, the librarian gets a big smile on his face because, oh, if I got people <laughs> borrowing books, that means next year my budget goes even higher. So, again, it was really a win-win situation for everyone. But, again, we couldn't have done the program without the support of the library, the university, as well as the library or whatever. So, again, at that point, we, we, we just asked students to read. It was part of a, a wider scale uh uh, independent learning program. And so we didn't ask students to read so much, but we asked them to read a very uh, on a very regular basis. And uh, the library books were available. Teachers were required to monitor in some way. Now, again, that some way was left to individual teachers. And in then we did book reports, reading logs. I created a bunch of uh, quizzes and shared them with my uh, colleagues. And every time I switched to a new level, I had to write, read more books and write more quizzes. And uh, at some point, M Reader became available to all of us and we switched everything to M Reader. But at that point, we were always using library books. Students were reading outside of class, taking quizzes online, and uh, teachers were there as, uh, to monitor their reading. This year, my dear friend Paul Goldberg was uh, very persistent in trying to get us to try X reading. The school uh, is covering half of students X reading fees and students pay one half as well and this year we are using uh, X reading. We've only been using about uh, yeah we have only been using about 10 10 weeks now or whatever but again very very positive uh, that one that one is wonderful because with the library books, sometimes students will complain, "Oh, I go over and I can't find any books. They're all taken mm-hmm. out." Or when you have, have 3,600 students using a space with 8,000, 9,000 books, it becomes, you know, books get thrown all over the place, and they go down there, and, and so uh, it was not a very. Uh, they, the library wasn't very successful in get, keeping the area nice and clean and orderly, or whatever. Now with x uh sorry, yeah, X reading, sorry. So with X reading, all students have 1,300 uh books, books. right mm-hmm. in their hand yeah. at any time because their smartphone is always right in their hand. Mm-hmm. So again, on buses, in the shower, uh wherever <laughs> they can do their they, do uh, they can do their uh <laughs> they can do their reading. So it becomes uh you know, students have no, I mean yeah, we still have students who don't care for reading, but uh a majority of students are, 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 are getting that input. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's wonderful. I mean, you have, you know, you can't complain. You can't find a book. There's, there's 1,300 books right there. Surely you can find something. Right. One thing with X reading too is I've, I've discovered just that it, uh, it's, it's important for teachers to give students a little guidance as far as like I have, I won't say now, but I have like two series that I think are really great books, right? And I tell them just click here and click here and you'll only see those books. Right. So Mm -hmm. instead of having 1,300 books, you can limit it to say like 120. And from there, students can find their level and find something. They have a little summaries. Oh, that sounds interesting. Let me try reading that. We also have things like uh, I had students do like in in a pair. They did a poster presentation with a partner and I that they're very engaged with that I was very happy with the uh w- w- with the response there but students were like passionately talking about a book they read and what I could do with that is that hey some of your classmates read this book and they thought it was really really good and pass it on to them and it's like well okay I've, I can read that book for my next book or whatever so x reading really allows a lot more word of mouth uh, mm. you know sharing suggestions sharing recommendations it also has like rankings like, hey, look at this book, 100% ranking, right? This is like, you know, 400 students have read this book in Japan and blah, blah, around the world. And 100% of students say, this is a good book. Yeah. Read it, right? So again, mm-hmm. that's something that uh, is, I think is pretty powerful, very, very useful, which is, uh, you know, singular to the X reading site, whereas Reader, you know, it's just quizzes. It's a great mm-hmm. site, I love it. Mm-hmm. I was an administrator for three years and I, I know it in and out but uh, X reading has got that something extra it, for a fee, no doubt for a fee, but it's, uh, it's really a great uh, answer to, uh... and it's also like another thing, just re- very quickly, it's, it's something you could try for like one year, right? If you're not sure if, X re- or if, if, if extensive reading will be successful in your particular school, somehow try to find the funding from your school or from wherever to try it for one year, if students like it, then you could think about, well, maybe now it's time to invest in paper books or something, you know, but it, instead of going out and buying, like we did 8,000 books and not knowing if it would be successful or not, X reading allows you to try for maybe a short term and see, mm-hmm. can, can can we can we motivate students to read? If yes, you could stick with X reading or then you could think about investing in a, a library of, 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 of books, but yeah. yeah. That's true. This it's is definitely, very,
2: yeah. This is very, very inspiring. Very um, inspiring. what is it? The way you use the sources and then how you tell the students how to use it, so that you know this, uh, the word of mouth. I think that's what is.
3: Yeah.
2: Was it uh stronger to influence others to read? Um, yeah. You said before that your students are um, highly motivated, um, and then the teachers there believe in extensive rating. But then Michael, do you still find any challenges to promote extensive reading in Taiwan? Uh, what are uh, mostly the challenges and how do you overcome it? Oh,
3: uh-huh. Well, again, anything new, there's automatic resistance to doing something that you haven't done before so uh obviously we need to continue to uh share i say i want to say to share the research but not just share research papers but to actually you know in a teacher friendly way let high school teachers and uh University of Technologies teachers, well, just let them know uh, that uh, extensive reading uh, does provide benefits. Uh, again, so often our, our students in high school are just, I don't want to say thrown, that's, a, that's kind of a, it's an impolite term, but it's just, they're, they're bombarded with all kinds of language. But their ability to like, understand all the language that is uh presented to them uh is 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 a challenge whereas what extensive reading really does is you know if you're reading at your level and you're kind of following the text "Ah, that's when you use that word or they can just see they can notice you know so much of the extensive intensive reading your students all their all their cognitive powers are just focused on trying to decode and understand what exactly is being said here. Whereas, and you can't really, there's no time, there's no available brain power, brain space to like notice, oh, there's an interesting language feature that I didn't know about. But in extensive reading, students have, you know, it's usually outside of class, the quizzes are supposed to be very simple or whatever. There's no pressure to understand everywhere. So your brain is a little bit more free just to kind of notice the language more. And that's why I was saying before, that little picture of people kind of cuddled up with a book or whatever. And again, that's where a lot of the reading takes place. Rob Waring, when he was in our, uh, spoke at our seminar, I think back in 2016, He he, he made a really good point. there's too much about language learning to teach. There's just too much for students to, There's too much for you to teach them every little facet of the language. They need to have some way of noticing things, picking up things on their own. And I think that's what extensive reading is, is, uh, the role that it can really, really play. Whether it's just noticing things in dialogue, whether it's noticing, like one of the things that students in Taiwan do is they put the, the definite article, the, way too many times in a sentence or whatever. But if they can just kind of read it, oh, they don't use the university that just to university I don't, just you know those kind of things where you can just notice real language at your level uh I think that's so 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 important. I'm sorry I, I'm kind of losing the trust, what was your original question know. though? I'm not sure i
0: I think it's about challenges yeah, yeah the yeah, challenges yeah 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 and I yeah think yeah. You,
3: yeah. You... yeah. Well, the challenges are maybe from the teachers, just like I say, it's just kind of new to them. It's not the way they learned. It's not the way they've been teaching for 20 or 30 years. It's really not the way that the, I mean, we don't have a lot of, we have, TIRA has MOE uh, recognition, but the Ministry of Education does not really in itself promote extensive reading. You know, they're much more of an intensive reading test preparation kind of uh, curriculum. So, uh, and again, teachers also say, this is more from the teacher's point of view is that they just don't have time. They have so much other things they need to uh, to cover in class. But again, one of the wonderful things about extensive reading is it's, it can, can be done very outside. effectively outside of class, right? So that's, that, that's uh, again, if you have the resources or if you have the financial uh, ability or whatever, extensive reading can really uh, be a great addition, not a replacement. It doesn't, you don't have to take anything out of your program, but it's just getting students to, to, to uh, and again, in high school, maybe they have English class three different times a week or whatever, but at the university, it's just once a week. So I only meet my students say Monday morning or Tuesday afternoon or whatever. In between this Monday and next Monday, I want to keep them connected to language learning or whatever. And again, extensive reading, that's the ticket.
0: Yeah, it's true. Very inspiring. <laughs> mm. Very inspiring. Uh, thank you so much for sharing, Michael. I believe IERA yeah. listeners learn a lot from your sharing. You, like, you bring up a lot of good points here. Okay, the last one, Michael. I'll, Do you have just... any messages for IERA listeners related to developing reading habits, like maybe short messages?
3: A short message? Uh, okay, my dear Sopat Maoming, my final message would be uh, students, everyone loves a good story. Extensive reading is a great way of giving students a chance to read great stories, great stories that they can respond to, be inspired by. Uh, And again, it's just something you don't get in intensive reading, something you don't get in textbook reading. Sometimes, 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 sometimes. yeah, some people put it very inspiring stories or whatever. But uh, again, I just think that uh, extensive reading has an ability to uh, connect with students because they're just built around great stories. And as an English major who has read hundreds, thousands of great stories, I, th- I think it's a really, very powerful learning tool.
1: Okay, Wow, well, Michael, such a powerful message. I'm
3: trying, I'm trying to get my thumb up there, yeah.
1: Yeah, you can see it. <laughs> to find it. There, my... <laughs> That's very good, Michael. So, okay. I would like to repeat that again. Everyone loves a good story. And ER mm. is a great way for students to get that good stories. Wow, mm. that's so powerful. Oh, thank you, Michael. Thank
3: you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, so Michael, before we mm. end our session, let's have Uh-oh. trivia questions. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah answer these questions quickly without okay. thinking. <laughs> so, <laughs> are you ready? I'm good at that. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to like answer that question. Okay?
3: okay.
1: first question for you, Michael. Okay. What is your favorite book?
3: My favorite book is uh, The Sound and the Fury by William Faulkner, but it's not suitable for <laughs> ER students. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's your favorite book. Okay, that's so quick. Usually, <laughs> the hardest question, Michael, but you yeah. answer it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So
2: the second question:
3: uh,
2: Where is your favorite place to read? To read, hmm.
3: oh, just uh, so on my hmm. sofa with the sunshine and the uh, and a cool breeze uh, oh, coming in okay. from outside. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, I can't imagine. Don't, don't even be, need yeah. to leave,
3: leave the house in COVID 19. It's right there in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Thank you. <laughs> okay. Michael, once yes. again, thank you so much for your sharing today. We hope yeah, my we can meet in person in future, in the future later, maybe. 2022. Uh, 2022.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. Pick so, out a good uh, homestay for me.
0: Okay. Oh, you can stay in Thomas' house (laughs) 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 free. Yeah. And Thomas will take you to many beautiful places in Yogyakarta and he will provide you with the best Yogyakarta, like the best food from Yogyakarta. It's on Thomas.
3: Uh, I I, I, I accept your invitation. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And Michael? Yeah.
1: We will wait for you to come to Indonesia. And for now, uh, so. we can only send our warm regards to Tira members, all Tira mm-hmm. members, and keep up the good work in spreading. Sorry, spreading the ER first. Thank you so much, okay. Michael.
3: All right, thank you.
1: Thank you, Michael.
2: Also, Have thank fun. you to Sobat Malamik for listening to our talk today. Mm-hmm. We will see you again next week. Stay healthy and happy, and bye bye. Hi.
3: Bye bye.